0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, I want to welcome you to
3: today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you, your host for this hour. As I'll be taking your questions and your prayer requests, you just heard that number. You can call in at 303-690-3000. We have one hour, so I would grab uh, the Phone and give me a call. Give me a call early as the phone lines can fill up quickly as the show proceeds. And uh, let's talk about the Lord. Let's talk about the things that are important to you, the questions that are on your mind. Maybe perhaps you got a prayer request. So we got all open lines right now. Calvary Live, of course, is a show where you can call in and ask questions and give prayer requests. And I'd love for you to be able to do that. We want to welcome all you who are listening, whether you're in Colorado, to. Radio stations of Grace FM in Colorado. Southern Colorado is 101.7. You in Pueblo, Fountain, uh, Colorado Springs. Got a lot of friends down there. Uh, spent a lot of years down there uh, going to school. And then also when I first got married. So love to hear from you guys down there in Southern Colorado. And then Northern Colorado uh, from Denver. Yeah, just actually Castle Rock, Parker on up into southern Wyoming, 89.7. Welcome. You are listening live on this Monday afternoon, the day after the Super Bowl. So uh, I'd love to talk to you. And and you know, I I was, was talking with somebody today, and it seems like this time of the year it's just kind of a little bit dull. Maybe you're feeling a little bit dull spiritually and love to just encourage you any way that it can. So give me a call. All open lines at 303 690 303-690-3000. And there's another means for you to be able to ask a question or to be able to ask for prayer, and that's through a dedicated text line. I want to preface by saying that the dedicated text line is actually a 24/7 uh, prayer line that uh, you can text anywhere. Uh, that number that I'm going to give to you is 720336. Oh eight nine seven, and there will be those that will be praying for you. But during this hour at Calvary Live, we will look at uh, those questions and prayer requests as time permits. So put those two numbers in your contacts, and you can pull it up anytime. And uh, it's easy. You can be part of the show. This really is your show. I'd love to be able to just, just be able to uh, talk with you, encourage you, take you to the Scriptures, to the Word of God, and uh, love to be able to just... Uh, uh, pray with you as well. So 303-690-3000 is the call in number. Grab that phone and give me a call, and then 720-336-0897. The phone's starting to ring. I just want to welcome everybody else. If you're listening on the East Coast to Hope or Truth FM, you're a week delayed listening, but uh, give me a call, and we'll have the conversation, and then you can pick it up next week. On your radio station, and there's other low-power radio stations that pick up Calvary Live Refuge FM, and and uh, so give me a call. And then the online listeners, we got online listeners from all over the country. Welcome! You can call anywhere uh, in the country at 303 three zero three six nine zero three thousand. We even got international listeners, and and it's so cool that we we're just looking at it. And from five continents, there are people listening to the Grace FM. Uh, website right now uh, in Ukraine, South Korea, a couple uh, in Africa, South Africa, Kenya, a couple in Australia, of course, North America. Uh, We're just missing Antarctica. And I doubt if anybody's really going to get a hold of us from Antarctica, but you never know. There's always more explorers down there. Um, And then, uh, well, I guess we do have someone from South Africa. So that's almost all the continents. It's so cool that uh, technology just connects us all together. Um, but uh, we are just so grateful that we can be a part of your lives wherever you're at. And as Christians, we're one. And uh, the Lord uh, is so delighted <coughs> that you're listening today, and he wants to bless all of us that are listening wherever you are at. three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number to call. Let's go ahead and go to Michelle in Denver. Hi Michelle. Hi. How are you?
1: Well, I'm I'm okay, but I'm just like I'm like nervous all the time. I mean, I know when my husband got diagnosed with cancer and stuff. He said the Lord spoke to her, him and said it was it was done and we've been kind of like going through this for like 4 years. But yeah. I just would like prayer that I can actually have peace. I mean, you know what I'm saying like peace and the the surety that it is done, and that when they be having him do tests and stuff like that, that they're not going to find anything that, like he said, the Lord said it was done. I just really need to know within my own heart that it truly is done, instead of just worrying and being, like, fearful all the time.
3: Yeah, and that's understandable, because, you know, you're dealing with a serious diagnosis, with your spouse that you know and it's been sounds like a long journey for you and and I think it's uh, wonderful that your husband has expressed that you know he has a peace but you know it, it affects you and there are times where we become anxious in life there are times we become fearful and I'm so thankful that we have the scriptures to be able to bring comfort to us and I want to pray with you Michelle but I also want to just give you a verse Um, that you probably are familiar with. But Paul the Apostle, that he was writing this at a time of uncertainty. He uh, was uh, in prison. It's one of the prison epistles, the book of Philippians. And he is writing to this church that meant so much to him. He's writing for a couple reasons, but the overall theme of the book of Philippians is joy. And Paul had joy, and he had a peace during this time that he's chained to Roman guards 24-7, doesn't know if he's going to be executed when he faces Caesar Nero. Um, and and I just marvel at that. And he says, Rejoice in the Lord always, I say rejoice. And he goes on and says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And I thought about this verse as you said that you're looking for peace. And as you go to the Lord, and as we go to him, he desires for us to go to him. I love that little verse that Peter writes, that we can cast our cares on him because he does care for us. And he cares about you know how you're feeling and you know the anxiety that you have. And so he says to you that let your requests be known to God, you know, giving your your supplications with thanksgiving. And then he says, then the peace of God, which passes understanding. There's a lot of times we want understanding, don't we, Michelle? Yeah. And the Lord says, I'm going to give you something better. I'm going to give you a peace that passes understanding, to guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. So, Father, I just pray for Michelle. As, you know, her husband has had surgery, um, cancer. It's been a long journey for them. And as, of course, there's the natural feeling of feeling anxious as um, the days go on, the checkups come. um, And Lord, uh, I do pray, first of all, for her husband, that you would just uh, bring complete healing to him, that the the cancer wouldn't return, that he wouldn't have to go through any more surgeries. Lord, we just pray that you would strengthen his body, continue to give him a peace. But I pray for Michelle that's concerned for her husband. She is looking for that. And as she comes to you, she can be thankful. Thankful that uh, the days that she's been able to have with her spouse, uh, the work that you've done over these last four years. um, And I pray that you give her a peace that passes understanding as she comes and gives her request to you. And her request is that they would be done, there would be healing. But, Lord, more than that, I pray for your comfort. I pray for your touch upon her heart, Lord and to strengthen her and help her to be one that rejoices in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And it is pray for your uh, ministry upon her as well, the ministry of just strength and wisdom and comfort that she needs and a peace that passes understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome, Michelle. You hang on to the Lord. You keep going to Him and you call us if you need any more prayer, okay? All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. 303 690 3000. You know, we become anxious. I remember when I was a young Christian that I used to think that I'm a Christian. I shouldn't be anxious. I should never be fearful. Um, I, you know, should never have those kinds of feelings. And and I've learned that over the years, that even though I've grown in the Lord and and continue to just trust in the Lord, there are times where I can become anxious. And I have to be reminded of these verses. And I have to be reminded of God's goodness and His faithfulness. And, and that He does care for me. And, the, you know, Paul, he, he was afraid when he was in Corinth. And the Lord came to him and said, don't be afraid, Paul. And the reason he did is because Paul was afraid. Here is a man that is absolutely incredible. Um, but gave him a prom- promise of his presence and his protection at that time. And there are times when we are afraid that in the honesty of our hearts, we can go to him and say, Lord, I'm afraid, I'm anxious, I'm doubting, whatever. And he cares for us. And so it's a bruised reed he doesn't break, and a smoking flax he doesn't quench. Give me a call. got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000 is the calling number. The text line is 720 Oh let Let's go to Kyle in Denver. Hi, Kyle. Kyle, are you there? Okay, Kyle's gone. And um, he's asking, and this is a question that comes through, and I'm just kind of reading on it. God ha- uh, has a prayer for everything, uh, yet why should prayer change anything? We're told to pray. Sometimes people will ask, you know, why should I pray? If God has a sovereign will, um, he knows everything, why should I pray? Because we're told to pray. We're told to pray for wisdom. Um, Jesus said, ask, please ask that your joy may be full. He tells the story of the persistent widow that kept coming to the judge, you know, and and asking. and, And the Lord desires for us to ask, to seek Him, to be praying. We see that all throughout the Scriptures, that prayer is the vehicle in which God works. And so as the Scriptures tell us that, we, we are going to do that. And, and it is important for us that we be communicating to the Lord, and that's really what prayer is. It's not only just asking for things, um, but it is seeking Him, and it is going to Him. And so we're told to prayer. Pray, you know, if you lack wisdom, ask of God and he'll give it to you liberally. Ask in faith um, as we have needs, as we have supplications, just as the verses I I just read. Be anxious for nothing, but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God. So it's very important that we be men and women of prayer. Uh, Prayer is so vital. It's the vehicle in which God works. Yes, he's a sovereign God, but we are told to pray. And uh, it moves the heart of God. And I hope that you're one, that you seek the Lord and that you pray. Um, And as our church, we know that it's important that we be a church that prays uh, because there's power in prayer. So uh, I don't know if that's what, Kyle, you were looking for, but uh, that's what the scriptures declare to you and to me to be praying. I'm so thankful that I can pray. Aren't you? That we have the spirit of adoption, not the spirit of fear, that we can cry out, Abba, Father, 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 please. Lord, and, and you know, I want my children to come to me when they have requests, when they have questions, when they need wisdom, and how much more Heavenly Father desires for us to go to Him. Hey, got a couple open lines. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs. And the number is 303 690 3000, is the call in number. Text line 720 336 0897. Let's go to David in Denver. Hi, David. Yes. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. What can we do for you today?
1: I'm a little anxious. Uh, I know you
2: guys are speaking about anxiety right now. I'm anxious, uh, trying to give directions to my significant other here, uh, and she's not uh, uh, following my directions. I know exactly where to go, how to get to the post office, and she's not following my directions, and we're arguing back and forth. It's uh, kind of hurting me right now.
3: Well, let's just pray, Father. I pray for David and and his spouse as they're making their way. That they would just take a deep breath. And, Lord, that you would just bring peace and calmness to them. And, and Lord, get them to their destination. And so, Lord, I just pray that uh, you would work and bring wisdom. And, Lord, understanding. And that you would bring clarity that they need right now. And you care about every area of our lives, even if it's a trip to the post office. So, Lord, I just pray that, that uh, they would know that they don't have to be anxious Um, that they will get to where you want them to be, to get to the post office in the time that they need to, and just keep them safe, put a hedge of protection around them. And, Lord, that um, they would understand that they're going together in this so that they would work together. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. All right, David. we're going to be praying you get there. Thank
1: you, man. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Thank Bye-bye. Thank you so much.
3: You bet absolutely. God bless you. 303 690 number to call. He cares about everything. Even going to the post office, he cares for us and and um you know, we can get anxious driving in traffic and going somewhere and getting lost and you know, it's time to just take a deep breath and you know, the neat thing about prayers, we're talking about prayer is that you can even you know, as you're driving, don't You know, get distracted or anything, but you can just say, Lord, just help me get to where I'm going or protect me. Or, Lord, just uh, when we're driving in bad weather, when we're driving in unfamiliar areas, whatever the case may be. And He cares for that and He hears those prayers. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs. And uh, we got all open lines right now. And so I'd love to talk to you. The call in number is 303 690 3000. And so grab one of those open lines if you have a question or a prayer request. The text line is 720-336-0897. And so I'd love to have you be able to uh, call and, and to be able to, uh, or to text, that is, on the text line. Be safe as you do that. And we're going to go to the text line right now So we're waiting for the calls to come in. And we got all open lines once again. Uh, somebody text in. Uh, right when the show was beginning. I'm reading through the Old Testament, and a friend told me, we're not under the law, so books such as Leviticus and Numbers are not beneficial. How do I answer him? And uh, I think that uh, is a good question, because there are those at times that will say that we don't really need to go through or read through the Old Testament. And uh, one of the things that I did a few years back, I was teaching, uh, um, you know, Old Testament survey, New Testament survey, and one of the memory verses that I gave to the high school students uh, in both of them, when I, whether it was Old Testament one year, New Testament survey the next year, is that I had them remember what Second Timothy chapter three, uh, verse sixteen tells us, and Paul tells Timothy that all Scripture is given by inspiration, or that is, it is God-breathed. Uh, it's inspiration of God, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And that's such an important uh, verse for us uh, to know, to uh, to uh, remember, because all Scripture, not some Scripture, not just the New Testament, not most books, but all Scripture from Genesis to Revelation is profitable for us. And so uh, we uh, can go to any portion of Scripture, and uh, there is benefit from that. And I pray that we would certainly do that. Um, And that includes Leviticus and Numbers. Now, here's the thing about Leviticus and Numbers. We're not under the law, but here's uh, the thing to remember. Leviticus is the book to show us Um, show the priest that is the theme of Leviticus to worship and obey and serve a holy God. And as we go through Leviticus, we're not under the law, but we can make application. The first seven chapters are about the sacrifices and the offerings, and we know that it speaks of Jesus. And then chapter 8, the priests that are being prepared for ministry. And then chapter 9, the priests that uh, are going to be presented. And we can learn from that. We can make application how the Lord prepares us for ministry. Chapter 10, Nabat and Abihu, offering profane fire, important, important lessons. As you go through the the feasts that are there, it speaks of Jesus. It's all fulfilled by Jesus. So there is benefit. Don't let anybody tell you that it's not beneficial and that you can't learn from those books. The book of Numbers, we know that it shows us that God is a God of order. And in the book of Numbers, the ministries of the Levites are listed there and how God has a, a ministry for you. And Even Jesus quoted from the book of Numbers when he talked to Nicodemus. Remember Nicodemus, that he said that you must be born again? And then he said the Son of Man must be lifted up as Moses lifted that serpent up in the wilderness. Well, that's from the book of Numbers. So all Scripture is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, instruction, and righteousness for you and for me. And uh, that's why... Uh, we have gone through all the books of the Bible here at Calvary Greeley, and we've made application, and it's been a tremendous blessing. And so um, don't let anybody snow you by saying you shouldn't read certain books of the Bible. You know, you can gain from it and be blessed by it and make application as you do that. So, hey, got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000 is the calling number. Text line is 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go to Betty Jane in Pennsylvania. How you doing, Betty Hi. Jane?
1: I'm good. How are you?
3: I'm doing good. What can we do for you today?
1: Well, at first when I got on, I was thinking I would really like to hear, uh, um, you know, just to ask for prayer. But um, as I thought about it, I, I want to ask you: Could you expound on the purpose of marriage? On the purpose um, of, because I'm 67 and I really want to be remarried, Mm -hmm.
2: Um,
1: and so I really want to understand what is the biblical purpose of marriage at my age.
3: Well, I think for the for marriage, I know that when the Lord created, you know, um, in Genesis chapter one, you go through Genesis chapter one. In all the days of creation, he says, it is good, it is good, it is good. Well, when he was done with creation, he said, it's all very good. And then when he gets into chapter 2, the very first time that you hear that it's not good is when Adam was alone. And so he created Eve as a helpmate. And then you have the definition of marriage that's given to us in Genesis chapter 2, that a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, so the two shall become one flesh. So you know it doesn't mean that everybody's going to get married. When Paul's writing to the Corinthians, they're asking him about marriage. They're asking him, you know, about because they're coming out of uh, paganism, immorality, and and some were getting saved and I'm married to an unsaved spouse, so they had questions about that, and he answers them. It, but he continues in that chapter too of of First Corinthians chapter seven about being single is also a good state as well. Because when you're single, you can focus fully on the Lord. When you're married, you you have to put into consideration your spouse. So the Bible tells us that being married is a good thing. He who finds a wife uh, finds a good thing. But also if God has called you to be single, that that's a good state as well. So I think what's important, Betty Jane, is that you pray, Lord, you know here's my desire and and it's okay to have a desire to be married once again to have that helpmate um and and um you know to be in that state to have that desire and so as you know you pray about it um you know it's to uh, to help you also that paul would write in Ephesians chapter 5 that i tell you concerning i tell you this mystery he says concerning the church in Christ. In other words, that the marriage relationship between a husband and a wife is to be a picture of our relationship with Christ. He's our bridegroom. We're the bride of Christ. And it's a witness, and it's a reflection of that relationship to the world. So always keep in mind that marriage is God-ordained. It's not man-ordained. And they would come and ask Jesus about marriage, and um, he would say that, don't you Remember, have you not read, in the beginning, he made them male and female. And he gives the definition of marriage. Um, and we know that marriage was ordained by God. Man comes along and tries to redefine marriage. But um, so, um, you know, for that helpmate, it's a picture of Christ. It should be of our relationship with him um, as husbands love their wives unconditionally, lay down their lives for their wives, Ephesians chapter five: Love your wife as Christ loves the church, and then wives, be submissive to your husband. And as we, you know, love the Lord, as we uh, have our bridegroom Jesus Christ that we are connected to, and we love and our Savior, it's a joy to submit to Him, isn't it? So that picture is given to us. So that's that's the purpose, and of course, also with marriage. Um, the family unit is ordained by God as well, and to be able to have children and to multiply the earth you know as in the beginning um, and that family unit uh, was established by the lord as well okay
1: okay well that's yes that's very helpful and also could you um could we pray for my grandson he is uh, yes he is my you know my second daughter's um, child, and um, she is very dark, and um, so I, I ask, I ask for prayer for my. He is safe, but she will not let allow him at eleven to be exposed to anything about Jesus or God mm-hmm. uh, or the Bible. So,
3: um, okay, absolutely, Father, we pray for Betty Jane's grandson and. Unsafe family, uh, Lord, um, that somehow light would come into the darkness, that somehow you would open up their eyes spiritually, take the blindness off, because Satan does blind those in the world. That's what Paul wrote, and Lord, that um, they would see their need for Jesus somehow. I pray you give Betty Jane just opportunity, um, wisdom to be able to minister to them. If, if and Lord, we just pray for a miracle. And how are young people? Um, need you. All, everyone does. But Lord, at 11 years of age, uh, Lord, just the darkness that's out there that invades their lives at a young age, we just pray that you would just bring salvation to this family, bring salvation to her grandson. And Lord, somehow bring somebody into their life or a message or something that, Lord, that um, maybe she might try to keep uh, her son from, uh, you know, hearing about Jesus and the Bible and the gospel, but you're stronger than all that. So I just pray that somehow you would open up the doors of their hearts to the good news of the gospel in the light of Jesus Christ and the truth of Jesus Christ, and it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate
3: it. You bet. Thanks for calling, Betty Jane. God bless you. Hey, we got all open lines right now, so we're getting ready to go to break here. You're going to hear the music. And uh, so grab one of those open lines. Maybe you got a prayer request. Uh, Maybe you got a question you'd like to ask. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. We have had a great first half of the show. We got plenty of time for you to call. So grab one of those open lines, all open lines right now. And uh, we're going to return on the other side of the break. So looking forward to that. And uh, let's talk about the Lord. Let's go to the Word of God. Let's encourage one another. This is really your show, Calvary Life. So we're going to be right back after a few announcements. And we'll continue with Calvary Live.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Biggs at Calvary Greeley. I'm usually with you on Monday. And uh, so so glad to be with you as we have the second half of the show that is before us we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. You just heard that number. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. We're going to go to the phone lines in just a minute. We do have a couple open lines, so grab one of those open lines, and uh, we'll try to cover as many phone calls and text questions in the remaining of the show, the time that we have left. But I do want to make a quick announcement. I just want to uh, let you know that we are doing in-person here. At Calvary Greeley, and we're going through Matthew's Gospel. Such an incredible study! Eight, nine thirty, eleven o'clock. We have children's ministry at all our morning services. Love to have you come. Those of you who are in Northern Colorado, Weld County area, come join us and worship with us. And uh, we have a lot of other things that are going on during the week. I'm not going to go over it at all. We got men's study and, and ladies' studies, and we have young adults. Those of you, perhaps. That are college age eighteen to twenty six Friday nights, a lot of kids coming out uh they really have been enjoying the fellowship with one another. We got youth groups that meet high schooler on Saturday night, uh middle schoolers that meet on Sunday they meet at the nine thirty and eleven o'clock service as well, and so love to have you you know just um you know come and see us I and mean, we'd love to serve you, meet you and your family calvary dot Is our website. And also Wednesday night, we have online studying the book of Ezekiel, traveling through Ezekiel, who has some amazing prophecies. So, love to have you join in with us. So, so blessed to be here in Greeley and ministering in the days that we are in. So, got a couple open lines 303 690 3000. In the meantime, we're going to go to Hannah in New Jersey.
1: Well, Hi, Hannah. Hannah,
3: Hello. How are you? You're on you're on Calvary Live. Oh, hello. Hannah, you're on Calvary Live. Welcome to the program.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
3: What can we do for you, Hannah? You there?
1: Yeah. I'm sorry, you're breaking up a little bit. I can hear you better now. Okay. Sorry, I was in a bad spot.
3: No, you're good. So you have a prayer request?
1: Yeah, just, I guess I'm praying for um You know, I usually have pretty good contact with God. Anytime I talk to him, he usually listens, or I feel like he's listening or answering. And lately, mm-hmm. in the past week, I've just been put through the wringer, just one bad thing after another. Every second, something was I'm so going sorry. wrong. <laughs> Thank I'm you. So... And I guess um, I'm just praying for a sign or to hear His voice or just to feel something like He's listening to me because I felt like I have not heard anything, and I've been put through the ringer.
3: Yeah, and I'm so sorry we could feel that way when we're going through difficult times, where we're going through, you know, just trials and and hardship and everything. And, you know, the Lord does hear, and I want you to know that. And I want you to know that He cares for you. Uh, I want to read to you, it's uh, maybe a familiar verse to you, to many that are listening, but Jeremiah was writing to God's people when they were off into captivity, and they were probably thinking, does God even care about us? Um, Do we have a future? Has he forgotten about us? And Jeremiah was told by the Lord, write him a letter, and I want you to tell them this. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, they're thoughts of peace and not of evil, they give you a future and a hope. And then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart, and I will be found by you. So as you go to the Lord and call out to him, he hears and he desires to speak to you. So Hannah, one of the things that you said you usually connect with God and and you, you hear from the Lord at times, but mm-hmm. one of the ways, the major ways, and you may already know this, for you to be ministered to and for the Lord to speak to you is through his word, and I want to encourage you to be reading your Bible, because mm-hmm. I know that when I am going through difficulties, I can read verses like that that I just read to you, and I know the Lord is speaking to me, and we were just talking about how scripture is God-breathed. It's you know, it's inspired by God. And so it's put to the page for you and for me. And as I read the Bible, this is God speaking to me. And this is primarily how I can hear from him. And he speaks to me in that still small voice when I pray to him. But the Word of God brings comfort to me. The Word of God brings wisdom to me. The Word of God brings instruction to me. And and to go through the Psalms, you can see how David went through you know, difficult times. And he felt much the same way that you did, um, that you just express, And he writes it in a psalm, but then he begins to be ministered to by the Lord, and he's so articulate. And that's what I love about the psalm. So I want to encourage you, and we're going to pray for you, okay? But I want to encourage you, open up your Bible and go through the psalms and read the psalms, or go through John's Gospel, or go through the Book of Philippians, you know, which paul we were talking to somebody earlier on the show, you know the theme is joy and and Paul talks about praying you know with thanksgiving and supplication to the Lord in a time of you're anxious and he gives you a peace that passes understanding. you're going to find answers in the scripture, but I want to read psalm sixty one to you Hannah, and then I want to pray for you, but David wrote at a time that he was in a wilderness. It was dry, uncertainty before him. He doesn't know what's going to happen. And he writes that, Hear my cry, O God, and attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. And lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. And I will abide in your tabernacle forever, and I will trust in the shelter of your wings." So, Father, I pray for Hannah. As she is called, I thank you that she called us. And she would know that she can cast her cares on you because you care for her. And that you would minister to her. And, Lord, that in a time where we, we feel like how long, long, Lord, you know, before I hear you. And I feel like I'm not hearing from you. But, Lord, you hear, and I pray that you would speak to her. That as she opens her Bible and reads the word, that you would just take your word, bring comfort to her, bring instruction to her, bring wisdom to her, and Lord, that she would know that your promises are true and great is your faithfulness and your compassion fails not. You would work in her life. You know the problems she's going through, the challenges, the trials, the difficulties, and Lord, that she would have the assurance that you desire to work and you desire to to grow her and you desire to show her how faithful that you truly are. So, Lord, just draw her to you, and may she just sense your presence in a very real way. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Okay, Hannah?
1: Thank you so much. You don't know how much I needed that.
3: Yeah, and you call back if you need prayer. Okay, let us know how it's going.
1: Thank you very, very much. I really appreciate you.
3: Okay, you read your Bible. Read your Bible. Open it up and read it, and you're going to hear from the Lord. I sure will be. You bet. Absolutely. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. 303 690 3000 is the number to call here on Calvary Live to be on the air. So keep the phone lines busy. We got a couple open lines, got plenty of time to get to everybody. Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Keith in Northern Colorado. Hi, Keith.
2: Hi, Pastor Keith, you're on.
3: how are you?
2: I'm doing all right. Thanks for taking my call.
3: You bet, absolutely. What do you got for me today?
2: Um, I guess I was listening to a, a radio station, um, a pastor, um, and um, this is, I guess, last week. And he was talking about Revelations, I think seventeen and eighteen. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, from what I could get out of it, he was basically saying that uh, that's who uh, America, the United States, is who John is talking about. Right. And in that, uh, in those two verses, can you uh, shed some light on that for me? because i, I well, think from from what i'm hearing from you and other people that we you know that that's not that's not a
3: that's not right <laughs> well co- well a couple things keith and and not knowing what they were saying here's a couple thoughts we hear about babylon all throughout the scriptures from genesis to revelation and babylon is you know that place where all false Religious beliefs and evil, and, and that came from Tower Babel, uh, Nimrod, who you know was the founder of uh, Babylon. So you go through the Old Testament, Babylon, of course, would come in and take the children of Judah or the house of Judah away captive. Nebuchadnezzar and all of this, and then you get into the Book of Revelation, and what we have is the tribulation period where God is pouring out His wrath on a Christ-rejected world. And as you get to chapter 17 and 18, right before the second coming of Jesus Christ, you have two Babylons. Chapter 17 speaks of religious Babylon, and then chapter 18 speaks of commercial Babylon. And that's where you got to keep the two separate. Chapter 17, religious Babylon, speaks of a worldwide false church that's going to be on the scene in the tribulation period, that is going to be supported by the antichrist is the woman riding the beast the beast is a name for the antichrist and the kings of the earth are going to support that worldwide false church it's going to be a false church that's going to persecute the tribulation saints and so you can read that mystery babylon the great the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. we know that halfway in the tribulation period that the antichrist is going to turn and destroy that false church and the reason is keith is because the antichrist is going to go into the rebuilt temple in jerusalem and as paul writes in second thessalonians chapter 2 he will proclaim himself as god to be worshipped as god in the temple of god he doesn't need the false church anymore he's going to command the world to worship him and of course there will be um you know you read revelation chapter 12 the the woman Israel that is going to say, No, we're not going to worship you and they're going to have to flee to the rock city Petra and the tribulation saints that he will come against. Those who do not align themselves with the Antichrist and take the mark of the of the beast or the the mark of the Antichrist. So that's religious Babylon. There are going to be a false church on the scene. What exactly it entails, there are those who say, well, it's the Catholic church or you know, it's Islam or whatever, it's it's going to be a worldwide false church—I think it's much bigger than all of that—that that will be on the scene during that time, and then the Antichrist will get rid of it, because he alone wants to be worshipped. He's influenced by Satan directly, and what's something that Satan has always wanted to be, you know, is to be worshipped. So that's what the Antichrist is going to come along and proclaim himself as God. Chapter 18 is commercial Babylon, and as you go through Isaiah, Jeremiah, there's these proclamations against Babylon And when you get to the end of the book of Jeremiah, when you get into uh, Isaiah. And in these proclamations, it speaks about Babylon being destroyed like Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, Babylon historically, as you read the book of Daniel, chapter 5, we know that it was the Medes and the Persians that came into Babylon. They didn't destroy the city. They deferred it to flow the Euphrates River. They walked under the walls. Cyrus, who's the king of the Medes and the Persians, that Isaiah prophesied would be God's servant, and they took over Babylon, but they didn't destroy Babylon. Matter of fact, when you move forward, that it was Alexander the Great that wanted to make Babylon his headquarters, and then he ended up dying. Um, but Babylon was never destroyed like Sodom and Gomorrah, so there are those who have this thought, Keith, and this is perhaps what you're listening to. There are those who say that Babylon has to be rebuilt, the ancient city of Babylon, and is going to be a commercial center. Well, in the 1990s, people were kind of excited and seeing, saying that Prophecies being fulfilled because Saddam Hussein, those of us who are old enough, we remember him before the Gulf War, he is rebuilding Babylon, but he really wasn't. He just, there was some archaeological restoration that was going on, and that was about it. So others look at it and say perhaps commercial Babylon is symbolic being destroyed of the world commercial system. And as you read through chapter 18, it's talking about a city that is you know, a port city. Uh, Babylon, ancient Babylon, was landlocked. There was no ocean nearby, because as you read through chapter 18, that in one hour uh, the great riches came to nothing. Every shipmaster who traveled by ship, uh, many who trade on the sea, stood at a a distance and cried out when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, what is this great city? So some have say that Babylon is perhaps America, that Babylon perhaps is New York City or something. Um, so that's the two different thoughts. But chapter 18, the main thing to remember is the, the the commercial system that pulled people away from the Lord to pursue riches and pleasure and all that is going to come to an end, and Babylon is going to be destroyed. So that's the two different thoughts on that, Keith.
2: Okay. Yeah, when you mentioned kings of the world, would that be like world leaders?
3: Well, when the Antichrist comes on the scene, and it goes back as you tie it in with Daniel's study, that there's ten horns that are mentioned, or ten toes, and these are kings that come out of this revived Roman Empire um, that are going to join the Antichrist. And so the kings of the world um, are going to come— and the 10 horns in chapter 17, which you saw in the beast, these will hate the harlot, make her desolate, naked. And so you have these 10 leaders, these 10 kings that will align themselves with the Antichrist, who's the world leader. Now, how exactly that all works out, there's debate on that as well. Is it 10? Some say 10 nations of the revived Roman Empire, but it doesn't say 10 nations. It says ten kings. Is it ten regions of the world? Is it just within the revived Roman Empire that the Antichrist— we do know that the Antichrist is going to be a world leader. So that's where you have difference of opinions and thoughts, and, uh, and that comes up. But the ten kings, the kings of the world, are going to join in with the Antichrist to get rid of you know, this, this, um, that woman that's riding the beast. Okay. It's all interesting. It, it's yeah. all interesting. And, you know, we're seeing it. So what it tells us, but here's the thing, Keith, to, to think about. America not mentioned in end-time prophecy. And that concerns me. So it, is America going to decrease in power and in influence? And it seems like the superpower that's going to be on the scene is that revived Roman Empire. So that's what the Scripture seems to indicate to us. But America really isn't mentioned in end-time prophecy specifically. Um, There may be some vague references in Ezekiel 38. Um, Is America Babylon? Uh, You know, I I don't know. But I do know that the worldly commercial system is going to come to an end, and I do know that the revived Roman Empire is going to— uh, beyond the scene that the Antichrist is going to come out of.
2: Yeah. Um, okay. I, I almost, um, from from listening to it and without verbatim telling you what was said, um, but it was uh, reminding me of uh, a replacement theology that um, we were going to be um, heavily involved in that. And yeah. It, I, I kind of think it was going towards a, a replacement theology
3: type theme. And it could, yeah, it very could have, Keith, because there are those who say, I've heard those who say America is equivalent to Israel or to Judah. So, um, you know, and that's just another form of replacement theology as far as I'm concerned. Replacement theology, for the sake of our listeners, are saying that, you know, the the basic form of it is is that the Church is Israel— but there are those who say that America is Israel or Judah or whatever. So there's different thoughts, but always keep everything in its context. And um, and Babylon's an interesting one So um, as we read about it. And it's a debate among really good Bible scholars whether, you know, could it be America or is Babylon going to be rebuilt in Iraq again? And there's, there's no evidence that it ever will be. So, okay, Keith, thanks. Appreciate it. Good question. Thanks for calling. God bless you. You bet. Okay, let's go to Robert in Centennial. He has been holding. Robert, you still with us? Yes, sir. Thanks for calling. How can we minister to you?
2: Yeah, man, I I really need some prayer. Um, I'm struggling with spiritual stability. Uh, Long story short, uh, I have a lot of memories from before I came to this earth. I remember a lot of things from the spirit world, and some of them are just absolutely horrifying. Um, and I could try to explain it, but not, nobody really understands. And so I was just wondering if we could just pray that the Lord would uh, just take this burden, this heavy weight that's on my soul, and you know, take it from me and give me some rest, give me some peace about it.
3: Father, I pray for Robert. I pray that as Um, he's looking for peace and rest, and I believe he's looking for truth, that, Lord, that he would be established in your word, and know that you created him, and that you knew all about him before the word was ever made, and, Lord, I just pray that uh, you would uh, just help him be established in truth, because the truth will set us free. And Lord, whatever things that are coming into his mind, as he says, no one really understands. But you do, you know exactly. But Lord, I pray that you would renew his mind uh, with the Spirit of God, with the truth of God's Word. And Lord, help him be established in that, to bring comfort to him. And, and Lord, that, um, that as he is established in your truth and in your love, that Lord, that uh, you would just bring that peace and that calmness uh, in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hey, Robert. Sure is, Pastor. I appreciate it. You bet. Absolutely. Keep looking to the Lord, okay? 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go to Anne Marie and line one, I believe. Anne Marie, are you there?
1: Yes, I am.
3: Thanks for calling Calvary Live.
1: Yes. Um, I just want to find out I'm a safe person, but sometimes I just feel that I am not gonna make it in. I don't know why, but I just have that feeling that maybe I'm not doing enough for God he's so pure, he's so holy and sometimes yes. I mess up and I'm like, you know am I really gonna am I gonna make it in? You know, because God is so perfect. God, have, you know, He hasn't done nothing. But here I am as a sinner, you know. So that is my concern. And sometimes mm-hmm. I kind of get nervous about it. And I tend sure. to want to do more. And I tend to want to, you know, but I, you know, then I always say, Am I pleasing Him? Is this yeah. right? You know, it's
3: well, God. Yeah. Yes. And a lot of people feel that way, Anne Marie. And 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 being established, the assurance of your salvation is so important. And here's the thing to remember. If you went to heaven and God said, why should I let you in? If you're answering because I did this or I did that or I was good enough or based it on works, no one will make it in. You know, Anne-Marie, I remember telling my dad, you know, who worked hard, who provided for us. I said, Dad, you're a good man, but but you're not good enough. And that's why Jesus came, Anne-Marie, because none of us are good enough. And that's the message of the cross and the message of the gospel. The message of the gospel is not do, do, do. The message of the gospel is done, done, done. He did the work. And that's where I want you to be established, Anne-Marie. You know, and I wish we had more time to, to just kind of explore it. But Jesus, when he was on that cross... That he cried out from the cross, It is finished. In other words, he said, I've done the work. I paid the price for sinful humanity. And now we come in faith and we are justified freely by his grace, you know, as we come to him in faith and believing. There's nothing that we can do to earn salvation. And that's what grace means the unmerited favor of God. But there's something in us, you know, that is like there's no free lunch, you know. You've got to earn it. We can never earn salvation. It is a free gift that is given to us. And so I would encourage you to read the book of Romans because Paul explains that very, very clearly, and I think it's going to help you as you go through it, as you go through the doctrine of justification, as you go through then sanctification, living in his grace, we walk after the Spirit. It's not that we're trying to earn heaven and strive and strain, but just enjoying the Lord and learning of Him and walking with Him and to know that the finished work of the cross and His resurrection brings us salvation. And you know what? There's nothing that we can do, and I'm so grateful that we are forgiven people because I know there have been times where I think, Lord, I'm not what I could be. I'm not what I should be. And and Lord, you must be so disappointed in me. And the Lord says, No, Jeff, no. I love you, and I sent my son to die for you. You belong to me. And here's the thing. We have the spirit, not of fear, but the spirit of adoption, Romans chapter 8, that we can cry out, Abba, Father. And you belong to him as you come in faith. And I want you to be established in that and to know that there's nothing that you can do to earn salvation, but just to to receive his love and salvation by faith, and then walk with Him and enjoy Him, Anne Marie, and you don't have to be afraid. Okay.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you.
3: You're welcome. Some of us we think, man. Um, you know, uh, we just we get so upset, and we we think about, you know, um you know, Lord, you must. I must do more, or whatever it might be. And and the thing about it is, you know, be secure in what the Lord has done. Be secure in in the, the finished work of the cross. His incredible grace that has been given to us. Um, I think that maybe... Hey, let's go to Jack. We just got a couple minutes. Jack in Colorado Springs.
1: Hello
2: there. Jack, are you there? Yes. Hey, Jack.
3: Yes. Hey, we just Hi. got about a minute, so... Let's I see know. if we can just get just
0: give me a quick account. I I read proverbs every day, you know, every month go through Good. proverbs, but on chapters 22 and 23 it mentions and I need the significance of what does it mean by, you know, removing ancient boundary markers.
3: Yeah, and you know, I, if I had a little bit I can read on it, but what I can remember going through it is the ancient boundaries um um just I'm doing this in the top of my head with a minute is you know the the things that God has established the things that have been established don't try to move them. It, it's kind of like um you know this is what has been established this is what's there. Don't try to move it. You don't move the ancient things. They were established in God's covenant. They were established in God's truth. Don't try to move those things. And what we've seen in the church today is those who try to move the ancient, you know, marks you know the essentials of christianity the truth of god's word don't mess with it don't move it so that's kind of a general overall that i'm looking at and uh probably what i'll do do is we'll hear the music here and i'll go home and i think oh i wish i would have told jack this looking at it a little bit more carefully but you give me a call back i'll look at it but that's the start start there And um, I think that perhaps that may help you. So, Jack, thanks for calling. Sorry we didn't have more time to look into it. Thank you, everybody, that's called today. God bless you. Looking forward to being with you tomorrow. At this same time, keep in the Bible.
0: Keep close to the Lord. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.